Coffee Diaries, San Antonio's resource for women entrepreneurs, activists, and mothers who want to be on the know. Welcome to Coffee Diaries. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. So we're here at the Coficionado studio and we are interviewing and having a little chat with a lot of heart from our friend Philip Sanchez. Philip Sanchez is a new entrepreneur. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Just excited to be here, as always. <laughs> thank you. I, as always, I love talking to you. And you have recently become an entrepreneur right and you but you became an entrepreneur during during the hardest time of COVID right when you had started when it was heavy when people were shutting down you decided to launch your business that's right um, I decided uh, in the fall of uh, 2020 uh, to go ahead and move forward with this venture uh, and I mean it was uh, quite an experience uh, but I'm, I'm very glad uh, that I decided to do that uh, I'm learning along the way, which I, I'm sure most entrepreneurs, you know, that's the way it goes. You learn it along the way. You have a few, a few uh, failures. You get knocked down, but you pick yourself back up and you keep going. And what is the name of your company? So the name of my company is uh, Mexi Art Foods, uh, and what we do is we sell artisanal Mexican products. Uh, right now, we carry one, uh, one line in particular. Uh, but my goal is to eventually bring in other lines from Me from Mexico, uh, whether that be food products or maybe eventually, uh, you know, maybe clothing or other products from Mexico that we can introduce to the San Antonio community and beyond. Tell me um, the journey that you had from the time that you decided, okay, I'm going to open a business, to the moment that you actually opened the business. Tell me how... How the journey was in regards to branding because I know you have a you have an Instagram page you have a Facebook page and now you have started uh, you started doing markets to promote your business so walk us through your the way of thinking on, on which one came first what were you thinking to impact your to make an impact on you on your target audience how did it go Sure, so um, just to give you some background, uh, my full-time job is working with the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and I don't see it as a job, I see it as a passion because it's something that I enjoy doing. That's how we met, you know, uh, and, and I'm very fortunate in that I've come across, uh, you know, a lot of small business owners, uh, and one in particular um, is Diego Zamora. Uh, his family, they own Salfet Premium. Uh, and those are the products uh, that I sell today through Mexiar Foods. Um, and we became really good friends. Uh, and last year, uh, you know, he presented this opportunity to me to become a distributor of their products, a sole distributor here in San Antonio. Uh, and I thought beyond just being a distributor, I wanted to do something more uh, and create my own brand eventually. So I had to think of a, of a good name. Uh, so I thought Mexi Art because the, the, the products are artisanal products. Yeah. And they're Mexican, so Mexi Art Foods. I thought, you know, hey, that's a great name. Um, and so, you know, I just, I, I purchased the products from him and I said, well, I need to set up my social media platforms, which are, are still being worked on. You know, I have my Facebook page, my Instagram, but you know, little all, by little. We all do it, we, it never ends. We're getting there. Um, <laughs> And so that's that. That's how my vision kind of came to fruition, you know. And and uh, I want to say it was like on Thanksgiving Day. I already had the product 
had everything and that's when I did the Facebook launch. I said, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, we're open for business, uh, and 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 I wanna I wanna say because I've been there with with you throughout your journey, and I always thought when you know whenever we talk, and you would ask me, um, how does how do you do this? I really want to open a business. I want to be an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur is the hardest thing, uh, you know, because when you work for somebody, you know, there's a process. You know, rules. Right. You come in at a certain time and you leave at a certain, certain time. But as an entrepreneur, you put endless amount of hours in your business and jump, making the jump. It's like you took a leap of faith on Facebook and decided, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And that's what you have to do. I mean, because there's going to be people that, you know, may criticize your business or that may have ill will, you know. But you know what? At the end of the day, there's going to be people that are going to love your product. And if you don't take that leap of faith, you'll never know whether it's something that you'll succeed at or not, you know. So I'm, I'm glad I did. I'm glad you did, too. Um, I've had your products... I I take so I took some of your products home. I I think they're amazing. Thank you. I am um, I'm not Mexican. I'm Colombian. I live but I live in San Antonio and I have adopted the culture from San Antonio. I love it. I fell in love with it. My daughters were born here. My husband is from here as well. And the culture is so rich. It has so many things from Mexico and at the same time it has so many things from Texas. Right. So, but you choose you chose to bring things that are completely unique to the inner part of Mexico. The, the yeah, it's what part of Mexico is that? So these uh, most of my products are made in Celaya, Guanajuato, and I'll be honest. I mean, some of my products are were out of my comfort zone when I first decided to bring them in. You know, uh, because there were products I wasn't familiar with being a native San Antonian. You know, yeah. Tex-Mex. You know, that's what I'm familiar with. But yes. I mean, I see it as uh, a learning opportunity for myself, and also as an opportunity to be able to educate our community on authentic Mexican cuisine. So when you launched your your Instagram page, I'm, I'm sorry, your Facebook page, did you do it? Did you start with um, gradually introducing uh, the exotic products smoothly, or you just went full on and started promoting all your entire line? Well, I started off first with making the announcement that okay. I was going to be starting this business. Uh, and I posted, a, I believe it was a picture of uh, a few of the products. And then little by little, I went in adding into the Facebook uh, market, you know, all the products that I have. Uh, so that way, if anybody wanted to purchase, they can do so directly through Facebook. So did you have, when you set up your, your first Facebook uh, page, did you set it up more as an advertisement or people were able to purchase from you directly through Facebook? So uh, people, it was more of an advertisement and if people wanted to purchase, they could uh, email me or DM me uh, through Facebook. Um, and you know, I'd be able to uh, make the sell that way. So I really like to make sure that uh, for our entrepreneurs are out there and uh, our our ladies who have a product at home who are thinking about how they're going to start doing it. Uh, Philip did a really nice transition. He went into promoting some one or two products at the beginning, just letting people know that he was going to launch launch the the company. And then he went ahead and gave his information so people could contact him and buy directly from him. Right. right. And so that is a great idea for, you know, for any of us who are afraid to 
promote their, uh, you know, promote and open the business, promote our business. It's always good to just make that leap of faith and put it, putting out, put it out in the world that you guys are gonna sell, you guys are gonna sell whatever your product is in your in yours was Mexican products, and then let people know, okay, this is my phone number, this is what I want this is what I'm gonna be doing. So after that. What did you do? Well, I have to say that we're very fortunate here in San Antonio and that there are a lot of uh, small business markets or small business owners that have markets like yourself where you have your marqueta, you know, that you can take advantage of as a small business owner. You can, you know, for a small investment, you go and you can set up your table, your booth and sell to the public. Uh, and that was my next step is finding out what markets I could take advantage of here in San Antonio. Uh, and I started with yours uh, and there's a few others, you know, that, that I took part in. Uh, and then also just, of course, continuing to promote through Facebook and you always want to go through your family first also, yes, you know, target your family, you know, make sure you sell, sell your family on it once they're sold. I mean, it all just kind of falls into place, you know. So after that, after selling, uh, after promoting your product on Facebook, you started reaching out to people who could sell your product, who could let you sell your product at markets. And this is a great experience for all entrepreneurs to start getting used to talking about your product, uh, marketing it yourself, because right. that's going to be most of the promotion and marketing that is gonna that you're gonna have is gonna be you branding yourself with your product. So that was the next step, going to markets, talking about it, talking to people one on one. This is my, what my product is. The, I made it, or it comes from this area, and that gets you that fear of talking to people. It gets rid of, you get right. rid of that, and you get comfortable. You get you get to know your product yes. a little bit more. Also, you know, I mean, uh, the more you talk about your product, the more familiar you're going to be able to come with it and you know the better you'll be able to sell it yeah i so. i agree with you when you came the first time to our to our market that <laughs> it was really sweet because you were like this is really good you have to try it and then as the day as the day went at the end of the day you were like this has my products are made of this <laughs> my products can, are gonna change the way you make this dish and whatnot and so you i could see you could see the progression and getting better at marketing your product. And you sometimes you need a few a few markets and you feel really comfortable. Sometimes you do ten markets and you still feel like, oh my god, I don't know if I'm sure, but at least you're showing up, you're getting out there, and you're getting used to also managing the the money that is coming in right. and out. So from that part when you got had the first market that you had you didn't have a full online of products. What happened afterward? After that. So after that, um, the uh, the company that that produces these products, Alfit Premium, they came out with a couple of other products, uh, and they, you know, Diego approached me and asked me if I'd be wanting, willing to carry those as well. And of course, you know, I mean, I know all their products are of the the best quality. So uh, I made another investment to bring in armolas and uh, and. Uh, uh, a different cajeta, which we'll talk more about later. Sure, and so um, what? So the progression was okay. You started making more money, right. so you could bring it in to grow your investment, and that is part of being an entrepreneur. You have to realize that you're not going to be able to make a profit for yourself right away. Okay. You have to reinvest and reinvest in your product, and as your as your income grows, you can either make more product, bring more product in. Or, or you know, create a website right. where you can sell it, or 
go to more markets and do it. But the progression is you don't you, you're not gonna be able to actually make money for yourself or bring home immediately. And no. that is one of the <laughs> biggest pains. So true. Yes, that is one of the biggest pains that entrepreneurs have. And, and you see can, money go out, but you don't see it come back in for a while. But, yes, you know. but it's an investment. Right, of and, course. And if you, if you keep on working at it sooner, you, you'll see the results. Exactly. So now that you are like a, a full-blown company, <laughs> now that you're able to go a lot of markets where you're able to to you have where you're able to bring more product and people are already they already know you and they know where to find you right. they know what products you have now we get to talk about the products itself, themselves right that's the fun part that's the fun part and i have to say and we're going to talk about we're going to talk real quickly about cajeta okay. which is something is a staple of the mexican tex mix diet that's right um we're going to talk briefly about I want to say that I am having my cafecito right now with a spoonful of cajeta, the classic cajeta that you guys have, and it is amazing. That's one of the best ways to have it. Yeah. With just a, <laughs> just, a, just cafecito, but the, this cajeta is made a little bit different than the cajeta that I know. I know that cajeta or arequipe, what we call it in Colombia, or dulce de leche. <clears throat> Ours is just we put it in a pot and we could warm it up and mix it, mix it, mix it, and eventually it turns into the caramel that we know as cajeta. But this right. is a different. This cajeta is made differently, and this is what the, right. the, this is what the product looks like. It's beautiful. It has a little shred handmade. It looks like it's handmade. <laughs> And it says cajeta. This one is made out of coffee. Right. So tell me about it. So this cajeta, we actually have a, a variety of six different flavors. Uh, this one in particular is a coffee flavor. Um, and what makes our cajeta unique, uh, it's made in Celaya, Panajuato. Uh, it's made in, with using goat's milk, whereas uh, a lot of, or most people know it as dulce de leche. Mm -hmm. And that's made with cow's milk. Yes. Um, we, we, we use goat's milk. Uh, that's a traditional way in Celaya, Panapato. Uh, that's the way they started making it making it down there. Uh, and uh, it's made in copper pots as well. Um, so that kind of, it doesn't burn it. Yeah. Gives it a really nice flavor. Uh, and then back to the goat's milk, um, it's not as heavy. Yes, for uh, so, people who are lactose intolerant, it's exactly. easier to eat um, any product that is made with goat milk. Right. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people, it's a great alternative and it's a higher-end product as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this is made in small batches, you were telling me. Right, it's made in small batches, uh, you know, so it's, it's, an, it's an artisanal product, I mean, you can easily say. And we have a variety of six different flavors. So this one, like I mentioned, is coffee, but we have it in pecan, uh, pine nut, vanilla, our classic flavor, uh, sherry wine, and vinada, which is uh, you know pretty traditional. Uh, it's made using uh, either a wine of your preference or a liqueur. In our case, we use a sherry wine. So, and this is, I, I tell you, it's good on and in everything. Uh, <laughs> ice cream, waffles, coffee, you name it. All right, and now we're gonna, I have to say that this is a, this, I have <laughs> never been able to say the name of this thing. We La Coche. We La Coche. Right. We La Coche is a fungus. Right. And it is a delicacy as a lot of Michelin uh, chefs use it in their dishes and this is like it's a food of the gods it's right a there. food of the gods right. right here so tell us what we la coche is okay so uh we la coche is uh, as um as patricia mentions it's a fungus that grows on corn 
Uh, it's a cross between, if you ask me, it tastes like a cross between a mushroom and a corn uh, kernel. Um, but it, it's a staple in, in Mexican cuisine. Uh, it dates back all the way back to the Aztecs and even some tribes here in the United States uh, would use this. Um, it's uh, very, I mean, it has a lot of really good health properties for you. Uh, so it's a very healthy food as well. Um, this goes great in a quesadilla, uh, it goes great in enchiladas, you can make sauces, soups, uh, you can put it on a pizza, I mean you can get really creative with it. And I'm excited to say that uh, we're selling this to some uh, some local eateries here in town and they're doing a wonderful job with it. Yeah. I'm not going to say who, <laughs> but you know, uh, keep an eye out for it because it's, it's on the rise here in San Antonio. I, I had it and... Um... I, it was an amazing experience. I had never tried it before. Uh -huh. I'm in love with it. I actually have this product at my house, and I have made like a, a paste out of it. Uh -huh. I have made, I have thrown it, you know, with tortillas. Yeah. I, it's just an amazing product, and it has a different taste that is very soft. It's very silky. Right. I can understand why chefs like to use this product, and like Philip uh, was saying, it has a lot of it has a lot of I. Right. And so when you're having this, you're feeling like you're cheating in your diet, but you're really not. It's no. very healthy. Um, so the it's a good source of amino acids yes. too. So the, and it's great for people who are in a vegetarian or vegan diet. That's right. You don't feel like, you, like I said, you don't feel like you're having anything bad, but it's so rich in, in so many vitamins and it has some protein mm -hmm. in it. So I, I love it. I, yep. This is one of my favorite products that you have. It's, it really is a superfood. Um, you know, for all you, you health nuts out there, uh, I'm serious. It's, it's, a, it's a great product. So. And then you have something that we're very familiar here in San Antonio. Right. The uh, calabacita, la flor de calabacita. Flor de calabaza. La flor de calabaza, or um, uh, how do we call it? Squash flower. Uh, yeah, right. Um, squash flower, pumpkin flower. Pumpkin flower. Uh, Right. This is what it looks like, and it calls it calls in in a little brine, right? Right, it's in a brine, um, you know, which is is uh, typical, you know. I mean, if you can't get it fresh, um, but this product, just like the Huila Coche, is really good. If you cream it, make a nice cream soup with it. Uh, you can use it on a, a pizza if you'd like a, a quesadilla. It goes great mixed with the Huila Coche. Of course, you know when you cook them, you want to make sure you drain them very well and then spice them to your liking. I like to use a lot of garlic. Mm -hmm. You can also make a really good guisado. You know, a lot of you out there are familiar with guisados. You can get creative with it. The tortilla uh, soup is amazing with this. Right. And, and I have made it with pizza. Um, you know, I've made it with gluten-free pizza. I put the dough and then I put the huilacoche on it, like instead of the red sauce. Right. And then throwing little flowers on it and oh, vegan, <laughs> vegan cheese on it. I told you I have made it like that, right. like vegan cheese. And we loved it. My girls loved it. It was a very exotic kind of dish because we're eating flowers. Right. And so, oh my God, how are flowers? But it has such a sweet flavor. Right. It's really good. I have also made it with, um, I've let it dry and I have stuffed them with vegan cheese. Oh, Sounds great. I put it in the oven for like. I bet you it would taste good, maybe drizzled with like a little bit of uh, balsamic uh, vinegar. There's the balsamic yes, paste. Yes, that. Oh yes. my god! Yes. That would be great. Oh my god! So <laughs> <laughs> you're making me hungry. Yes, but we're gonna have Philip and Philip's mom this Sunday. They're gonna be giving us an, a, a beautiful. I can say because this food, this food is beautiful and delicious. Sample. It's gonna be a demo on how to cook this this food, 
and the people who come here are gonna get to try it and buy the product so they can right. take it my home because they're so like me I didn't know how to cook this I had to look it up online I had to like really research how to uh, make these products at home mm -hmm. but once I was able to get you know one or two dishes I was able to get it but since you guys are gonna be here on on Sunday this Sunday right. May 2nd right May 2nd yeah, we're gonna be here with your mom kind of sort of celebrating an early Mother's Day weekend Everybody's welcome. We welcome everybody so they can try the cajeta on our lattes. We're gonna have, we're gonna be making some huilacoche in tortillas. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be the, throwing in some uh, calabacita flowers right. in it. And so everybody's gonna get to have a bite, try it out, and then get to know Philip a little bit better. So yeah. thank you so much for coming to visit us today. Uh, you've already learned a little bit of his process of being an entrepreneur and now owning a, a full-blown, amazing, very successful company. And we get to meet him again on Sunday. Thank you for being with us. Ciao. Thank you.